You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. The Carol Christmas bus has done it again, as Brady Brimmer, the bus's owner and operator, posted on his Facebook page Monday, providing the totals for the bus's fundraising efforts uh, from this year's activities. The final numbers raised from the charity was $12,268 compared to the $5,650 from the prior year. The donated funds are divided among three local organizations, and those groups will receive their respective checks this week. The Community of Concerned Food Pantry will receive $4,829 to aid in the increase of food prices and to cover those costs. New Opportunities uh, Christmas Fund is receiving $1,829, but also received $3,000 from the Christmas bus on December 9th for the remaining New Opportunities Christmas tickets that were located at the Carroll uh, Brewing Company. The third donation goes to the Carroll County EMS uh, Association for $2,610. Along with their annual fundraiser from the Festival of Lights, the EMS program will use the funds to purchase new equipment for the crew. Uh, Bremer said in his post that he continues to be amazed at the community's efforts for all of this and thanks for all the love, support, and generosity to make it possible. Uh, so again, for those that aren't familiar, the Christmas bus uh, provides is wrapped in Christmas lights and, and drives uh, residents around uh, to view other Christmas lights. Just kind of a unique, fun experience for folks here in the area that's been going on in the last couple of years. That bus was vandalized. Uh, earlier this year, which helped spur a lot of the donations. Looking elsewhere, District 11 State Representative Brian Best of Glidden begins what will be his 10th and final year in the Iowa House on Monday when the state legislature convenes for the 2024 session. Best announced this fall he would not seek re-election after completing his current term. He was first elected in 2015 for District 12 and continued to serve in District 11 following the redistricting that went into effect in 2022. According to Best, there was not one specific reason for why he decided to call 2024 his final year. Well, I had always heard from other representatives that there's just something inside your brain that tells you, hey, it's time. And I think that that's just kind of what happened to me. Enjoyed the experience. When I first was elected, I really would have highly doubted that I would be in there for 10 years. I just saw it as something that I would do to, to serve my community and then uh, come back to uh, work just like it was intended back in the day when the forefathers came up with this whole plan. And so I think after 10 years, it's just time. It's just been a, a fantastic experience. With one more session ahead of him, Best says there are two issues that he has pursued for the last decade that he'd like to see legislative action. The first being increased transparency and state oversight for pharmacy benefit managers. Best says they made limited progress last year, but he hopes they can make additional progress this year. The other issue is a hands-free law restricting cell phone use while driving. The bill made it through the Iowa Senate last year, but stalled in the House. I've already got a bill in place, and so I'll manage that bill and try to get it through. It's going to take some work again. The Senate and the House are two different animals, so it's kind of funny how it would breeze through the Senate and then we hold it up on the on the House side. But I think as more and more information comes available to the public about the hazards and how many people die on the roads because of distracted driving from phones and the data that you're much more likely to get into an accident if you are engrossed on your phone than if you're drunk. And so, I mean, I think we just have to look at those things. Nobody wants to take away the liberties that are that we have, but it, as a public safety issue, I think we have to really look t- hard at this. I hope we can get it done. One of the topics that is projected to be a key issue at the State House in 2024 is Iowa's income tax system. During the 2022 session, Governor Kim Reynolds signed a bill that progressively reduced the state's income tax brackets until a transition to a flat 3.9% in 2026. Reynolds has indicated she hopes to eliminate Iowa's income tax by January of 2027. Best is not not outright opposed to the idea, but he says the state needs to tread carefully if that's the route the legislature chooses.
The big question is, how do you get there? And how do you get there without affecting the services that you're providing for your state now? And so it has to be very well thought out and very well vetted. I think it's best to be cautious as we are now. I fully support the 3.9 that we're going to go to in 2026. We do have a huge amount of money in that rainy day fund. That, that will make that work. And I think it would be something that would work ongoing, not just for a couple of years, because the big thing is, is five years from now, if we have a bad year, we don't want to have to go back to the state taxpayers and say, hey, we're going to have to raise your taxes now. An issue that was a chief focus for best constituents in Crawford and Shelby counties last year did not gain much traction among Carroll County voters, and that was carbon dioxide pipelines. The legislature did not reach a consensus on how eminent domain should be regulated for such projects. Best says they're in a bit of a holding pattern as the Iowa Utilities Board will not issue its ruling until other states on the pipeline's routes makes their rulings. Iowa Utility Board kind of said that until South Dakota makes a decision on what they're going to do, they're really kind of sitting and waiting because it's kind of a moot point if it can't get through South Dakota to where the carbon is supposed to end up at. So that kind of just delayed everything. I think some of the companies were a little bit heavy-handed, and they went through and basically just threatened some of the farmers that they were going to take it either way, eminent domain, if you don't want to cooperate. And so we don't want to see eminent domain used as a weapon. And so I think that there's a lot of us in the House that kind of feel that way. And I think the House is probably going to be on the side of the farmer again this year. Best made his comments during a live interview on KCIM this morning. You can find that full interview included with this story on our website. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. More news on the way after this on KCIM. Trust Mount Carmel Mutual Insurance, your local Grinnell Mutual member insurance company to help you plan for tomorrow. As you look forward to the year ahead, know that we'll be right by your side, helping to protect your future. May the new year be filled with new adventures and good fortunes. Celebrate the new year and trust in tomorrow. Contact Mount Carmel Mutual, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at 673 673- 2827 today for all your insurance needs. Trust in Tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. It's a clearance event here at Pringer Slumberland. Matt Storewide savings going on. Yeah, right now, take advantage of up to 80% off list prices. We've got a dining room set from Glenwood that's only $3.99. If you're in the market for a fireplace council, we've got those starting at only $2.88. Looking for a reclining sofa, we've got the powered Rutherford sofa for only $9.99. Great savings going on right now with the clearance event. Shop Pringer Slumberland, 1318 Highway 30 West in Carroll. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Only one week remains for residents to submit nominations for the Carroll Chamber of Commerce award presentations scheduled during the 60th annual Chamber Banquet in February. Each year, the Chamber recognizes businesses and individuals who have positively impacted the community. Categories include the Heritage Business Award, New Business Award, Good Neighbor Award, Public Service Award, Humanitarian Award, and Citizen of the Year. The nomination criteria for each can be found included with this story on our website. Submissions are due to the Chamber by Wednesday, January 10th. They can be emailed to Business Development Director Roseanne Nace at r.nace at carolliowa.com or by mail to the Chamber at P.O. Box 307, Carroll, Iowa 51401. The 60th Annual Chamber Banquet is scheduled for Thursday, February 8th. After nearly 40 years in the business, an Ottoman Catering Service is hanging up the apron officially for retirement. Jan Hilzebeck, owner of Jan's Catering, announced her official retirement and the selling of the business last week to Ashley and Chris Obermeyer. 
Hilzebeck says after feeding thousands upon thousands of people at events over the years, such as Pheasants Forever Banquets and the Aspenwall Co-op Customer Appreciation events, she says it was officially time to step away. We decided we weren't going to be doing the weddings, the heavier parties, except for just a few that we've done repeatedly every year. But the reason, I think, was that Ashley came along and she was interested in purchasing the building and the business. So we proceeded from there. You know, that kind of gave us that little extra push to get it done. Over the years, Hilzebeck says many great memories were made and she will cherish the business received from customers as well as appreciates her staff for all of their help. Well, I guess overall it's been just all of the people that we've met and worked for that always have been tremendous. You know, some of them we've done different events, you know, weddings, reunions, baptisms. So it's repeated business, and they've almost become like family. So those are the biggest memories, you know, and we've had some fun times going to places that we didn't quite know what we were getting ourselves into. But, you know, we had a good working crew, and they were always fun to work with. Hilzebeck is officially signing the business over to Ashley and Chris Obermeyer, who will start their own catering business on January 15th. Hilzebeck plans on helping the new owners get started in the community by assisting as a guide to ease the transition. Hilzebeck says she cannot thank the community and everyone involved over the years, and she gives the Obermeyers positive wishes. Well, of course, we want to thank all of our past customers and our staff who have stuck with us for a lot of years and been very helpful. And then to Ashley, we just wish them the best in their new endeavor. Hopefully they can carry on some of our traditions, but I know she's got some new ideas, and she will be able to take the business in the direction she would like to take it. More updates will be available through Jan's Catering's Facebook page as the ownership transition proceeds. As the new year begins, hunting seasons in Iowa are winding down, prompting hunters to make the most of the remaining opportunities. Several seasons are set to close in early January, with pheasant, archery, turkey, deer, and late muzzleloader deer seasons ending on January 10th. Goose hunting seasons will conclude successively in different zones, January 13th for the north zone, January 20th for the central zone, and January 27th for the south zone. The closing dates continue into January and February, with uh, quail, partridge, ruffed grouse, and squirrel seasons ending on January 31st, followed by rabbit season on February 28th. Fur-bearer hunting and trapping seasons will also close on February 28th, excluding beavers, which can be trapped until April 15th. During the 2023 hunting season, Iowa hunters have reported harvesting approximately 96,000 deer so far. 2023 Iowa hunting and fishing licenses expire on January 10th, and new licenses will be needed following that date. Utilize the Iowa Department of Natural Resources Go Outdoors Iowa app to purchase tags and permits, view hunting regulations, register for the Harvest Information Program, and much more that's available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. And Stewart Memorial Community Hospital Auxiliary is set to host its annual silent auction and trivia night fundraiser next month at the Lake City Community Memorial Building. Uh, Doors will open at 5.45 p.m. on Saturday, February 17th, with dinner at 6 and trivia at 7 p.m. That's hosted by MC Big Daddy Addie Brad Addison. The event will feature complimentary snacks, a cash bar, and awards for the best-dressed team and the team with the best table decor, encouraging participants to embrace themes and creativity. A wide array of gift baskets and items will be available for bidding at the silent auction with all proceeds benefiting the SMCH Auxiliary's projects in the hospital and community. Registration sheets can be accessed via the QR code with this story on our website or picked up at Lake City's McCrary Roast Clinic. Completed registrations with payment should be returned to SMCH Auxiliary and Volunteer Coordinator Kristen Hall by February 2nd. Contact details are also included online. 
That is going to be wrapping up your KCIM Midday News for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. For these stories and many more, check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Carroll Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.